0: Hey guys, it's me, Neef Kumar, and this time we're gonna tell the story of the great hero Bellerophon the blameless, which is kind of ironic, because he's always getting in trouble, and it wasn't even his real name. This is an entirely new story, so let's jump right in with King Glaucus of Corinth. King Glaucus was disappointed. His city wasn't good enough. All the other cities had hum- some heroes. Athens had at Theseus, Argos had Perseus. The only famous person to be born in Corinth was Sisyphus, who had tried to cheat death by tying him up and stuffing him under a bed. That did not make him a good world model for the city. He wanted to have sons who would go and fight monsters and become heroes. He married a princess named Eurynome, but after the Sisyphus incident, Zeus decreed that any of Sisyphus' descendants would never have any children. One day, Queen Eurynome prayed to the god Poseidon to help her have a baby. A few months later, the queen gave birth to a healthy baby boy, which she named Hippolous. As Hipponoas grew, he gained a reputation for being a little reckless. He always had accidents. The most famous one was the death of Belarus. Hippolous and his friends were throwing daggers at hay bales when the prince heard a voice yell, "Hey, Hippolous!" The prince didn't have good coordination, so he spun and accidentally threw it in th- threw it at the person. And he submerged himself into Belarus' chest, killing him instantly. Everybody agreed that that was not intentional, but people kept calling him Bellerophon, which meant the killer of Belarus and the name stuck. The final stroke was when the prince was a teenager. He was teaching his young brother, Deliades, to fight with the sword. Considering Bellerophon's past, a pretty dumb idea. Now, I bet you're wondering, how did Bellerophon have a brother? The answer, I don't know. Maybe Zeus lifted the curse. Maybe Poseidon was still visiting the queen. Whatever the case, he had a brother, no getting around the facts. Anyway, he was teaching Deliades, and he yelled, Okay, block the strike Strike to the right. Deliades blocked right, but Bellerophon was into clear on the whole left-right thing. He swung the scimitar to the left and it sliced through his brother- brother-like cheese. Deliades dropped down dead. Bellerophon wept over his brother's body and cursed himself for not knowing the difference between left and right. That night, Queen Euronimian called the prince to her private chambers. My son, she said. King Glaucus was sitting beside her. Your father and I decided to send you away to to a neighboring king and ally, King Proetos of Argos, to be cleansed of your accidental sins. Send me away? Bellerophon sniffled. He was still shocked about killing his brother. And now his parents had to send him away too? Will I be gone for long? Only for a few months, Glaucus replied. Bellerophon left the room before he burst into tears. He left the city before dawn. He traveled by road, even though it was dangerous, until he came across a shrine to the goddess Athena. He decided to spend the night there. Before he slept, he prayed to the goddess, Please help me, Athena. My parents think I'm worthless and I destroy everything I touch. I don't know what to do. With that prayer, he climbed onto the altar and slept off. Now, normally, Athena would turn anybody who slept onto her altar into a potted plant or owl. But she felt sorry for the kid, so she visited him. By Lord she whispered. The prince awoke with such a shock that he tumbled over and smashed the statue of Athena to at pieces. Sorry, he said, it was an accident. Athena shook her head and said, you are not worthless. You are a son of Poseidon. Bellerophon was shocked. You are a son of a Poseidon, the sea god? Is that why I look so much like the mosaics in the temple of Poseidon and why my mother likes the beach so much? Yes, Athena said. So stop feeling sorry for yourself. You are destined for great things. I have a gift for you. She held out a golden bridle, something you used to control a horse. Why are you giving me a bridle? the hero asked. Near this shrine, there's a freshwater spring where Pegasus likes to drink. You may remember Pegasus from the previous episode, the son of Poseidon and Medusa, the brother of Shysaur. Whoa, the Pegasus? Many heroes have tried to capture the winged equestrian, but none has succeeded. When you put it around his head, it'll make him gentle and you can ride him. Just don't take it for granted. He was always take like a winged horse for granted. Bellerophon stood up and said, Thank you, Athena, but he paused. Wait, if Pegasus is Poseidon's son, and I'm Poseidon's son, aren't we brothers? Best not to think about it, Athena said. Bellerophon shrugged and went to capture Pegasus. Darius, Bellerophon thought as he crept to the fresh water spring. He held the golden bridle in his hands, so he was ready to put it on the horse fast, but he stepped on a branch. Bellerophon froze as Pegasus looked directly at him. The horse snickered. Come on, kid. Bellerophon was surprised. He understood the horse. Then he remembered something about pursuing creating horses. The hero figured since his father created them, he could automatically understand their language. Can I put this bridle on you, he asked the horse. Pegasus whinnied. Sure. Bellerophon approached the Horse and looped the bridle around the head the horse shivered as warm magic flowed through his body where do you want to go next to Argos my trusty seed Bellerophon exclaimed and Pegasus took off for Argos when they reached Argos but Pe- Pegasus flew to the window surprising the king and queen they welcomed the hero warmly There, their Bellerophon spent months praying to the gods of for forgiveness one day after a long day of prayer Bellerophon went to his guest room, but what waiting inside was the queen, Antea. She cornered him. You see, the queen never liked her husband. He was gross and fat, so she fell in love with Bellerophon. Bellerophon slipped away from the queen, and she was livid. How could he refuse her love? She went and wrote a letter to her father, King Ayubetes of Lycia, asking him to kill the hero. He handed him his own death warrant, and the prince flew out of the window to meet his death. When Bellerophon released Lycia, he immediately went to the palace. Once inside, he announced, I am Bellerophon the Blameless, and I am here to be purified. Your daughter, Queen Antea, has sent me here. He handed the letter to King Iobetes. The king read it. And you never read this message? No, Bellerophon replied cheerily. Iobetes sighed. The letter read, Please kill this person because he insulted me. Your daughter, Queen Antea. Bellerophon, the king said, Sadly to my hero. The letter to the hero. The letter says that you have, you have to be killed because you have insulted my daughter. But I do not want to kill you. Instead, I will test you with incredible challenges to prove your innocence. The son of the sea was shocked. He knew that the queen was bad, but making his own death sentence was a step too far. Name the task and I will do it. The queen think, king, king didn't even think about it. He knew what task to give the hero, and it was an easy one. Perhaps you noticed the fire's Uh, as you flew over the city?" Bellerophon nodded. What is it? Let's just say it was not an out-of-control fire. No, it was something worse. Bellerophon was just about to yell at the king to hurry up, but then he continued. No, it was the Chimera, he announced. The Bellerophon was stumped. What was a Chimera? When he voiced that question out loud, the king replied, The Chimera is a foul supernatural creature that has been destroying my villages, burning my crops, and terrorizing my people. No one has been able to get close to it, much less kill it. The priests have determined that the monster is part lion, part dragon, and part goat. Part goat? the prince of Corinth asked. Yes, the king replied, annoyed. So you want me to kill it? Bellerophon asked. The king sighed in his vast exasperation. Yes, I want you to kill it. Bellerophon was shocked. His whole life, people were telling him not to do stuff. And here was this king, who was trusting him with the fate of his kingdom. He was determined not to mess this up, like always. I will kill this monster that has ravaged your lands, or I will die trying. He jumped on the pegasus and flew off to kill the chimera. He found the chimera scratching a village just on the edge of the kingdom, and Bellerophon unsheathed his sword. He charged, and the chimera finally noticed him. It turned around and blew fire at the hero, but Bellerophon swiftly dodged it, and the flame licked the edges of Pegasus' wings. Singing the edges of the flying horse's feathers, sending them spiraling towards the ground. Pegasus just keep keep them barely from falling flat on their faces. I need to come up with a plan, Bellerophon mused. He scanned the buildings and his eye re- eyes rested on a big lump of lead just sitting there on the road, and Bellerophon got a great idea. He took his spear and buried its point uh, in the lead. Then he mounted Pegasus and flew high above the monster and yelled chimera meet your doom as the chimera turned around and opened his mouth to travel the hero bellerophon threw the lead-tipped spear into the chimera's mouth and a few minutes later it died and disintegrated which was good since he didn't need to clean out the monster's carcass he returned to king Iobates, and the king was surprised to see him alive the next task bellerophon roared Bellerophon, you have done so much for my kingdom, and I cannot give you your task now, at least not until you have rested. The Bellerophon agreed, and he spent the night at the palace. The next morning, King Iobates give gave Bellerophon his next task, which was to clear a violent neighboring tribe called the Solimoi, who were causing trouble in the kingdom, and Iobetes was scared that they would overrun the kingdom. I, ex- sec- I I accept, the hero announced, and flew off again and went to destroy the Solimoi. He flew into their camp and decimated them until they surrendered. The Solymoy promised not to trouble the kingdom and signed the treaty. Bellerophon returned to the palace and he was greeted as a hero. Bellerophon was part- partying and King Iobetes asked the hero if he could complete just one more challenge. Ask a boy and I will do it. I want you def- to defeat the Amazons because they were attacking the kingdom, Iobiti said. If you think that's too much for you, then no need to take on this quest, it's too much to ask. Bellerophon didn't know what to choose. He really wanted to prove himself for the king, but he remembered the stories of the Amazons, about the things they did to men. After a lot of thinking, Bellerophon made the right decision. I accept. For the third time, he mounted Pegasus and flew off into the sky. He flew straight into the Amazon encampment and laid waste to their army. The Amazons were paralyzed in shock. How could just one man destroy their whole army? By the time the Amazon Queen had restored order, Bellerophon had killed thousands of her best warriors. The Queen recalled the truce and restored it, restored peace. They too signed the treaty, and Bellerophon, once again, returned to the palace. Iobetes gave Bellerophon his younger daughter, Philornoi and they got married, and Bellerophon became the sole heir to the kingdom. After King Iobetes died, Bellerophon became the king, and Queen Anthea never got her revenge. In fact, she was so angry that she hanged herself in spite, and Philonoi and Bellerophon lived happily ever after, for a few years. After he had been king for that, for that said few years, Bellerophon had become nostalgic for the good old days. He decided to visit Mount Olympus itself. He whistled for his winged steed and he nickered like it was saying, Where are we going? We are going to visit the gods, the horse we need. Nothing good ever comes out of visiting the gods when you are not invited. Bellerophon ignored their wise advice and urged Pegasus higher. Up on Mount Olympus, Zeus saw the scene and said, Oh no, No entering Olympus without invitations. He created a poisonous gadfly and it flew down to Pegasus and bit the horse on the snout. The horse reared in the air, blood spat- spattering Bellerophon. It went in his eyes, and he fell followed the horse, and died. Yes, the hero who had survived the onslaught of the Amazon single-handedly died because of a gadfly that had bit his horse, and that's the end of the Beller von the blame's story. We will talk about the Amazons and um, Theseus in a later episode. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.